welcome everyone uh our next episode of sunday prep jim how are you doing on this very day hi father happy um thursday of the eighth week of uh seventh week of easter six weeks six, six. weeks sorry six week thursday of the sixth week of easter uh, uh used to be known as ascension thursday but now we have ascension sunday so uh, we were just laughing about the readings so uh but it's a wonderful day today's a, a great gift and uh, things are good so how are you doing today father i'm, I'm doing great too uh yes happy thursday happy uh and uh, get ready for ascension sunday and uh just just so uh we made this clear you know it was a decision of the bishops of um in new jersey that ascension thursday is moved to sunday uh for various reasons and uh most especially that everyone will be able to celebrate the ascension of our lord jesus christ into heaven uh together um uh, because thursday is the work day uh so uh, so many were not able to attend the church and um so that's why the the bishops have decided uh to move the celebration and the obligation on sunday so that is the reason uh mm -hmm. and yes we are laughing because you know once when we were growing up it was always ascension thursday uh yeah. and so you know it's just sometimes uh, hard to change the routine into something new but uh the decision is not uh somewhere local but it's for <laughs> for the whole state of New Jersey here. Yeah. Uh, the decisions of the uh, bishops, uh, not ours. Exactly. Okay. So so if you like the decision, uh, you can thank the bishop. If you dislike the decision, you can uh, grumble quietly to the bishop. <laughs> but Father Zig and Father Matt had no uh, uh, no decision-making power here. Yeah, well, let's, I'm, uh, we're going to say, uh, like uh, Pilate, we're washing our hands. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> just just to make a laugh but yeah it is it is you know the decision of the church it's not yeah. uh, just a single uh, single person have decided whatever we'll do it this way no it's the decision of the church and uh, the bishops so so just so you know uh and if you if you question what is the reason why why uh we are not celebrating it on thursday but on sunday anyway let's go back to uh why we are uh, here why we are uh meeting uh, every week, and it is the Word of God, the Word of God that was given to us, and it is coming from the Ascension. Ascension, or in other words, um, I should say, um, the, the very day when the Lord uh, had ascended into heaven, and it was uh, for us that he had to return to the Father, return to his uh, glory, um, and the, all that was given to him by God now is um, directed and um, directed and strengthened through uh, the people he has chosen, he has called, and um, here you may say, oh, they are uh, priests, bishops, and Pope, and everybody, and I'm like, yes, yes, uh, and no. Um, because we are all body of the of Christ, we are all the church, and so the mission of spreading the good news, uh, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the ascension and sending of the Holy Spirit for uh, for us uh, for our help, that's uh, that's applying for all, not only for a you know, bunch of people, but for all. But today um, we are focusing on our second reading, which comes from Saint Paul to the Ephesians. And the reading, uh, the beginning of reading, we'll hear uh, these words. May the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, resulting in knowledge of him. And may the eyes of your hearts be enlightened. And um, 
you know, when I read this, uh, when I read this uh, passage from, from Ephesians, you know, it always helps me to, to not only pray to the Holy Spirit um, so that I may be as a priest, um, grow uh, in the very experience and knowledge of the scriptures and of God's presence in the world in all that is uh, happening. Uh, not only in my, my life, but also uh, in uh, others, in yours, so that we may, uh, by the experiences, put together the living word, because that's what it is. That's what God, that's why God has revealed to us the journey through this life in Jesus Christ, so that we may grow in the understanding that, yes, this life uh, with God, united with him, leads into eternal life, leads in the spirit to receive the reward of eternal life. And so by the revelation that we have received through Jesus Christ uh, and the Father uh, who sent him, yes, the spirit is given to us, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, who not only intercedes on our behalf, not only brings all that we are in need of, but also helps us by revelation of the ways of God and how to apply it in daily life. And people will be like, mm, what is, you know, I don't know if the ways I'm working or my vocation is uh, leading me to holiness because I uh, fix cars and, uh, or I'm a, um, I don't know, I work in the bakery, I prepare bread um, or other, other professions uh, that are in the world. Well, the first and most beautiful thing is uh, the unity with the Lord. What does, what does that mean? It's simply your prayer life, your uh, Sunday obligation, the fulfillment of it by going to, to celebrate the Eucharist. That's the first and primary uh, way to, to begin working with the Lord, to, to be with him united. And then in daily life, what, is, what does it mean to, to be a disciple or a witness or a follower? Simply by professing, not being afraid to say, yes, I believe in God, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the eternal life. Yes, I follow and pray. I read the Holy Scriptures. All of that was revealed, given uh, for us. And so growing in the understanding of the vocation of every day, we were sent uh, here. Uh, we were given this time for, for us in all the areas of our profession, our life, everything that is happening. And so the Lord is saying, embrace all that. Do what you need to do because you need to put bread on the, on the table. You need to help the, and so strengthen the family that uh, God has entrusted you in a marital uh, life. It is in a singular life the same way uh, to help, to support uh, all those who are in need. And the same is with, uh, with the priest. Um, we are sent to the people so that uh, not only we can grow in the greater understanding and knowledge and wisdom of the word of God, but that we may help others by uh, praying, uh, help, by praying, by offering uh, the sacrifice, the, the sacraments. And at the same time, it is for all of us in a singular way and in the, in the, in the people. So what is the wisdom given? We are uh, working uh, alone for our salvation and we are working all together for the salvation, but always in one, one beautiful unity, unity of the Holy Trinity, uh, which is God the Father, His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We all have received those gifts. Uh, we all are strengthened by the Holy Trinity. And so the riches that the glory of God has been revealed to us is that we are always welcome always uh, 
to be asking and pleading with God for all that is necessary. But there is no matter what we do. Jesus was a carpenter. Uh, and that's what he was going to be. But at the same time, he was the son of God and the savior of the world. Joseph was a carpenter. Mary was just a housekeeper. And who they are, the greatest. Uh, and so many saints who felt or seemed to be no one uh, in the world or people who were in the high positions, they all achieved it because they embraced all that was given to them in this life. But first of all, for the salvation of their own souls and to help others. So I think that's that's what really speaks to me on this very day of celebration uh, of the ascension of the Lord uh, and the journey uh, that we are all called to ascend uh, when Jesus calls us into eternal reality. All right, I, I'm starting to wobble uh, back and forth, so I'm going to pass the microphone. <laughs> you, you know, Father, I was, um, well, b before um, before we started recording, like we usually do, we were, we were chatting about the different readings and choices and we were laughing because we said that um, the second reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, how maybe we'll take a look at the first two sentences. And then we read the first sentence and then the second sentence and then the second, second sentence that kept going on and on and on and on and on and on. And we we're both laughing because St. Paul, and we probably commented on this before, he's got such a unique style of writing sometimes. Um, and, you know, it, and part of it's very lovable because you can see the, his personality come out. But his second sentence is like, it's a violation to every work of grammar. It's just like the longest <laughs> sentence that's ever lived, <laughs> but whatever. Anyway, the reason why I'm saying that is because uh, while you were just talking, you said um, about the need for prayer. And I was kind of looking at it on my screen here, the um, uh, the line, you know, to kind of organize a little bit of a thought together. And, and I realized that Paul um, in his letter to the Ephesians here, it's really an opening prayer. You know, what he's uh, writing here. Um, it, yes, it's it's a letter to the people of Ephesus, you know, it's um, offering instruction, catechesis, but really what he's doing is he's offering prayer, you know, uh, it says, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him, and then continuing, may the eyes of your hearts be enlightened. And that's a prayer. I mean, if I were to to say that, you know, to you, you know, Father Matt, may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ and so on, right? And you were to say that to me, like, we would say you're praying for me or I'm praying for you, right? We're, we're offering prayer. So, um, and that just kind of shaped me just a little bit. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that, you know, we kind of um, read Paul sometimes as um, a historian or as a theologian or as a um, catechist or as like a, a chastising father who's yelling at the you know people who are doing something ridiculous. Um, but really, he is a spiritual father. He's he's offering prayer on their behalf. And I think that just struck me. So that was my first thought, because um, you mentioned the, the need for prayer. And you kind of see it here. You know, this is what Paul's doing. So maybe that's maybe the first thought is to kind of consider maybe looking at this reading or um, maybe in a small kind of sentence we're going to consider. But um, the readings on Sunday as not just scripture that, uh, you know, hearing a story and, you know, maybe looking for something in the story we find interesting, but kind of hearing the story as, you know, the man, Paul, who loved the Lord Jesus, and he's praying for his people. He's praying for us, we can say, even now, you know, maybe perhaps as we hear the lector on Sunday read um, this reading to, um, you know, for a moment, put ourselves into uh, the position as if Paul were writing particularly to us and praying particularly for us. I think that might shape it. So that's maybe the first thought. 
Um, the second thought is maybe more kind of analytical, and it's and it's just whenever I see this word come up in scripture, I'm always struck by it. And it's the word of knowledge. Um, it says, again, that may the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. And, uh, you know, the biblical understanding of knowledge, I might have commented on this before uh, because I don't have a lot of original thoughts, um, but also because I just, I'm always fascinated by it. You know, that the, um, in the book of Genesis, when we read about Adam and Eve, uh, it talks about Adam knowing Eve, um, and then she conceived and bore you know, a child. Um, and the idea of knowing um, is kind of tied up with intimacy. Um, and sometimes that intimacy is referencing to, you know, sexual intimacy, but also I think on a deeper level, kind of like the intimacy of union, you know, you spoke of the need for union with God here. And um, so I think the knowledge that Paul is praying for, for the people of Ephesus and, and even for us today, isn't a knowledge of um, just like head knowledge, just kind of knowing a thing you know, like accumulating enough facts about God, you know, if I, if I can memorize enough passages or if I can, um, you know, simply uh, get to know enough paragraphs in the catechism, like those are great and those are important, you know, in some ways we should do that, but there should be an intimacy, um, a, a knowing, you know, um, there's a lot of people who know, uh, you know, like my wife and my children, you know, they know their names, maybe know when their birthdays are, they might know, you know, whatever their hobbies and interests or whatever. Um, but few people know them the way that I know them because I know them kind of on, at a familial family level. And, and that's the case for all of us. We all have these deeper relationships that are beyond just surface kind of accumulation of tidbits of information. And, and so I think there's an invitation here to kind of consider you know, how well do we know the Lord? How well do we um, have knowledge of him? Um, and again, not just like knowing about him, you know? Yeah, he, he lived in the Middle East and he, he died when he was around 33 and he rose again. Okay, well, that's important. I'm not dismissing that, but how much do we really know? Do we have intimacy with the Lord? Um, and does that intimacy lead to to real union, you know? Because um, that's, that's what this is all about, right? The Christian life is is not just kind of being members of a club or being, um, you know, part of an organization or just kind of um, reciting a creed that we can just say like, yeah, that's kind of what we all signed up for. Now do the things, but really about kind of uh, being united to the Lord and kind of living in union with him in, in this world, kind of in an incomplete world, but in a full and complete way in, in heaven. So um, yeah, maybe a lot of things to consider in there. So um, uh, I'll kind of leave it with that, I suppose. No, it's it's always um, the moment when we always wrap it up. It comes to the one person, God Himself in the Holy Trinity, and um, for them, for them, we are offering all this and ourselves. And yeah, it sounds uh, very, very um, like uplifting to even me. You know, not to think of the church as institution or yeah, something we sign up for and off we go. Uh, we are we are the church. We are the church. I mean. The Lord dwells within the tabernacle of our heart. And so we should always remember that uh, that is more than just the institution or in the paper or the building. It's each, each of us. So I hope this Sunday reading uh, enriched you uh, and help you every day to see to see the Lord in your life and to grow in that very uh, personal relationship with God and encounter Him every day. And so God bless you. We'll see you all Sunday to celebrate. Have a good day. Bye, everyone.